Right, infidels, you found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! everybody welcome to rampage uncaged right here on channelattitude.com and of course the h m g hami media group um man uh i'm still getting used to basically running the show and everything so if it's a little abrupt getting in and out uh i apologize although i mean fuck them if they can't take a joke jeff um i anyway i'm chris ams i'm your host that's ambs like lambs with noel or bullshit first thing in the morning don't worry if you ever forget how to spell my name i'll just remind you at the start of every show i do joining me to start with we'll get into it jimmy's coming eventually but to start with uh my friend and yours the gardener of doom i don't know if he prefers vests or blazers but I do know I don't want to be on the wrong side of his Jewish space laser. He's Jeff Lippman. Jeff, how are you? Welcome to the show. What's going on? The, the-, the theme of today is Dookie. Um, we have a, a Dookie in, in off the shores of Canada. We got a Dookie going on in Russia and Ukraine. And we got a Dookie of a show with a guy named Dookie on it. And he's not the only one on the show. There's also a guy named Cho. Chode and Dookie 
and take a shit and just I lo- I love Japanese wrestling now actually. <laughs> Give me more of this guys. Why why all these guys are trying to convince me to watch Japanese wrestling. Why didn't they tell me that there was a dookie and a take a shit? I'd I'd have been all over this. I'd be like, "Great, this is hilarious." Uh fuck. Anyway, yeah, dookie. You know what's funny about dookie is that that well Yes, but Dookie was actually the first album I ever owned. It was a green. It was a really good Green Day album. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, I think it was Green Day's best album, to be honest with you. Although, I mean, I know some people will disagree with me about that. Green Day has had a pretty good catalog in the past, and um, yeah, do you know how I went? Uh, how I went about owning that, Jeff? Was I actually stole that from one of my friend's older brothers? Um, oh, well, yeah, do you really was, own it then? I mean, I don't know. I he could I if he would have said, "Isn't that my album?" I would have just said, "Nope, bought it." No idea what happened to yours. So, so technically, the first album that I think I owned um, since uh, we were kids, little kids at the time, um, we had to get our housekeeper, who was over eighteen, to actually place the order over the telephone because. My parents wouldn't do it. And it was Disco Star Wars. Disco Star Wars. Well, that is that is truly an epic, epic find there, uh, Jeff. What exactly was on the album for Disco Star Wars? Um, everything from Star Wars except Disco-fied. Um, in fact, as a kid, I'm not sure I knew the difference between the actual regular Star Wars music and and the disco Star Wars. In fact, I'm sure I didn't. Um, but like you had the, the John Williams score, you had the Cantina, you know, and every you know everything else in between was there. Uh, also, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever was probably the second one. Which, by the way, there was a there was an internet question, a Twitter question tonight that said, "Name um, a song." That, that's been covered and both the original and the cover were hits, which is not a particularly hard thing to do. So I, I really tested myself. And then I hearkened back to the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever and remembered that More Than a Woman by Tavares and the Bee Gees were both hits and on the same album. So I declared myself the winner of Twitter for that. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I understand. I understand. Listen, I, no God, knows it, God knows that I've tried to claim victory over Twitter as well. Um Apparently, so is Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> That's going to be funny. Um, he is a very small man, and if he if he has a fight with Elon Musk, I don't think that's going to go well for him. Yeah, but I think Elon's going to win that one. I mean, he, yeah, Elon. I mean, Elon's not a pusswad. I mean, I'm not saying Zuckerberg is or is. I don't know a goddamn thing about him, except from what I saw on the social network, and you know his testimony to Congress was equally weenie-ish as the other tech lords. Um, but Elon looks like he can fight. Plus, he's got like that Praetorian a- accent. That's true. It's true. Also, we have a we have a question from the chat. <laughs> What's up, bitches? From John Enright. Well, holy fuck, John! I need a drink. This fucking this episode of Rampage. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I wanted to like it. I wanted to think that there was going to be like a, a, maybe a happy medium point between uh, the the collision that was dynamite and the dynamite that was collision. But no, it was this. This was well, a dookie. This was a dookie. All right, let's get into the dookie, and we'll first talk about the chode. 
and how he teamed up with uh you're gonna have to help me here with all the fucking names here but uh all right so it's it's chaos versus is this right no this must have been last week's i got it this so we have chaos which is of course the great uh okada's faction uh also orange Cassidy is part of it but of course he can't possibly be in this match so we have to get the wonderful best friends rocky romero who you know is is well usually the pin taker with his former partner trent beretta and as you pointed out cho the uh, i guess the young boy or you know or whatever they call the 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 youngins um who was wearing well jean shorts sort of a la john cena but with different like swaths of linen uh, not linen denim on them so there was almost like a like pattern to be like like he was like like a poor kid from and the antebellum south or something it was it was sort of absurd um and then on the other side was united empire minus mark davis that's the fat one um so kyle fletcher was there the the new man with sky blue um because she dumped dante martin as soon as times got tough no i, I don't know what happened there um jeff cobb who somehow completely fades into oblivion despite being probably the, the the guy with the biggest name outside of the the you know the the known commodities here um we had will osprey who is supposed to be the best in the world and prince nana with swerve what what the fuck swerve doing here swerve swerve i mean, I mean why, why 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 they just pigeonhole him into this and i i you know i i don't know but we do learn that swerve has a match against Okada? No, Tanahashi. So, what? I don't know. So, yeah, those are the people. That's all I got for you. Great. Also, Chode was wearing something very reminiscent of, like, early John Cena. He had the jorts going, so that was was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, this match was just a bunch of nonsense. Everybody was everywhere doing everything. Um, Ah, there we go. Joining us. Joining us with a run-in on the show. Uh, this is so much of an improvement over Jimmy. Uh, John Enright joining us. John, how are you? I'm good, my guys. I just just thought I'd pop in and say, hey, and I hear you butchering um, Japanese names, so I figured I'd come in and tell you what the fuck is up with Japan. How'd I get get Dookie wrong? No, you didn't get Dookie wrong. That's the problem. (laughs) Oh, my God. What about about Chode? Can you tell us anything about Chode, who is in the opening match here tonight? Yeah, so they're called Young Lions, Jeff. Isn't that what I Uh, said? That's what they call the New Japan Young young Boys, is Young Lions in New Japan. They call them Young Lions. And he is really new. So the fact that like he's on something like this is a pretty big deal. They must think a lot about him for him to be on a show like this because he hasn't been in the ring a lot. They they do right now, like later on um, with the G1, they'll do these like young line trials where they'll face you wrestle each other. And um, like he hasn't done that yet. So he's pretty new on here. So this is kind of one of those things where if you're doing something like this, you're a pretty big deal or Rocky and them have an investment in him. So, um, because he hasn't done much before now. Well, obviously they invested in his wardrobe. Yeah. 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 They went somewhere that just, they went somewhere to like a, a, a costume sh- shop and just said, 
what do you have in John Cena but for children? And then and then he, they they dressed him up in the jorts and there he showed up. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to startle you, but I think that there's a young lion poised to attack you from behind right now. Yeah, I think she's all right. She probably won't attack me. Okay. Hey, peanut. All right. Anyway, that's enough of my cat. Um, good kid. Or your cat's asshole, which is apparently what we're seeing. Well, that's this is exactly what she thought of Rampage. Just, no. Oh no, there's her face now. All right, mm. never mind. Um, anyway, so Chode had this. No. <laughs> Chode like, was in this great match. Listen, I keep hearing all this great stuff about um, Zach Ostrich or whatever his name is, and I just I don't I don't see it in this in this Zach Ostrich kid. Uh, he's supposed to be a heel. We saw a video of him mocking Canada and basically being like, "Oh, I don't like Canada. It's a, it's a stupid country." And uh, they're real weak up there and whatever. I can do an Irish accent really well, but I can't do an English one. Um, anyway, in this match, he basically did a bunch of like really incredible moves. So like, okay, you can do moves just like everybody else in this company can apparently do big moves. Um, he did some big moves and then while being a heel, he was playing to the crowd and he was, he even did the thing where he got up on the, on the, on the corner and he went like this like like come on cheer for me cheer for me while i'm doing this great move and i was just like what the fuck is wrong with this guy does he not understand he's a heel no that's what he's doing because he knows he's a heel he's taunting them like that he does that in japan they boo him and he does that like he's like feeding off of their negative energy but nobody but, booed him right but that's the problem in america everybody just loves will osprey because he does all the flippy shit right so mind you, like in nineteen in twenty nineteen when the G one was here in Dallas and we went to watch and Lance wrestled him and beat the shit out of him, he was doing all that shit and he was probably at least thirty pounds lighter. So like he put on a shit ton of weight and he's still doing all that stuff, which I mean is pretty impressive. But in Japan, people know he's a heel. In America, they just love him because he does the flippy shit. So right. It, it works in Japan because people will boo him because he is a bad guy. But over here, everybody just wants to see him. So they're giving, so that's the whole bit. He tries to taunt the crowds by doing that. Like him and Jay White, when they couldn't clap, would, would do that kind of shit in the crowds in Japan and be like, come on, make some noise, fucking cheer for, like, you know, boo, like, because they couldn't do anything. They could only clap. And so that's the whole kind of bit he's carrying over but americans just cheer at anything because they're idiots a lot of times uh, so. well he did the valvinus yeah he did that too he rammed his crotch into another man's face mm -hmm. a number of times there was a great ending to this match where uh cho didn't know the, about the best friend's hug and while they were wasting a whole bunch of time the heels took all of the best friends out, beat them up, and then Swerve came in and did a great finisher, like a like a modified DDT I never saw before. And that could have been an excellent time to beat Cho, who was obviously going to take the pin no matter what and get the three count. But no, that's not what happened. The match went another 11 minutes. Yeah, uh, way, way too long. Like, there's a certain point at which I just, uh, my brain shuts off and I go, I, I don't, I don't, this isn't a match anymore. It's just a series of mm -hmm. spots that they, that they all figured out before they came out here. Nobody in this match, nobody in this match is having a match. It's just, when can we get to the next spot? What's the next spot? Oh, I'm going to do this flippy thing next. Okay, cool. Let me do my flippy thing. What's the next spot? Oh, we're going to do a dive to the outside. All right, let's do the dive spot. 
And it's just a series of spot, 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 spot. At no point did this look like somebody trying to compete against each other, which is the point of professional wrestling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if this is any indication of what of what's coming next, just a boo all around to everybody from Japan, a boo to Chode, and a boo to Will Ashtray too. I don't I don't like either one of these. And guys. an honorary mm-hmm. boo to Chris Jericho, who also didn't know whether he was a face or heel. He's terrible on commentary. And at, at first he's, you know, you know, for Osprey, of course. And then they remind Chris Jericho that he insulted Canada. Uh, and then Chris Jericho's like, I want, I'm going to punch him in the face. Um, and then Chris Jericho proceeded to say that Don Kalis is our least favorite Canadian, uh, even though they're both supposed to be heels and they're supposed to be on the same time. And he then did the toad and scorpion thing. Uh, and while I think he was trying to compare Callus to a scorpion, he forgot that and called him a wormy frog. <laughs> Or toad or something. Well, so he said he's, he's 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 that's the kind of worm he is. I mean, he's kind of a wormy scorpion. I mean, a wormy toad. Like like Chris, if you can't get the fucking line out, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little too much of the bubbly. Yeah. Fuck. Oh well, of course. But and by the way, for those who are listening, it is yo, not chode. Um, there is show which you guys confuse with. Show turned to be a bad guy, and he's with the House of Torture with evil. And this is Yo. And yes, Yo has been kind of directless. He's with Chaos still. But like you said, he's kind of got this mini John Cena look going, which is... Can he be Yo MTV Raps? I think maybe that's what he's kind of going for, but I haven't been able to figure out what his character is. And that's been the problem, is he he's talented. He, they just, he doesn't have a character right now. He's just kind of floundering because there's nothing exciting around when... When um, Show left, he joined House of Torture, and he's in all that run and bullshit stuff with them. And he's at least got a character of he's a bad guy, and you know, uh, Yo just he doesn't have anything. He's not a likable babyface, but he's not a heel either. So it's just kind of he hasn't figured out what his thing is yet. So this wasn't Chode. This was Yo, but yeah. there's a Chode who is with evil. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not, not this evil, a different evil. Yeah, a different evil. Yeah. The yeah. One not, who, not that. Is that EO Shirai's uh, guy dumped? Oh, dumped. Yeah. Well, they were going to get married. Yeah. Yeah. But they so didn't. there's an, so there's an evil who was with EO, but he's not evil Uno or evil Dose. No. And now she's reaching for the sky, baby. That's right. I'm so confused. To the moon. Um, I'm very confused about everything that's going on from Japan, but uh, we shall continue. So next up, Adam Cole, baby, makes his way out for a promo. Um, He doesn't get a chance to say much before MJF comes out. And he says, yeah, you know, it was really great of you, partner, to to help me, you know, uh, accept that challenge from from Taco Sushi last last uh, the, the other night. So. I, I made sure that you got booked too, and you're going to have a match against. And, you know, the collective, you know, wrestling goes, oh my gosh, who's he going to face? What what Japanese superstar are we going to see him take on? Is it going to be somebody, you know, from the past that we know and love? Or is it going to be one of the current main eventers? Is Maybe he's going to face Naito or, or something interesting. Uh, it's He's going to face filthy Tom Lawler. Literally, Alvarez is getting his friend's jobs now. I went, what the fuck? Who fucking cares about Tom Lawler? 
Well, hey, he's technically hey, with New Japan. Japan. Now, hold on. I'm a little bit of Royce Isaacs historian here. First of all, Royce Isaacs is on that Joe Hendry diet where he used to be a guy in shape, and then you turn around and see him, and it looks like he ate himself twice, uh, and he's swole. Royce Isaacs was when NWA power was good for one season, and Strictly Business was a cool faction with Nick Aldis, uh, Chris Adonis, Tom Latimer. Royce Isaacs was Tom Latimer's partner, and, mm -hmm. and he was also uh, my May Valentine's uh boyfriend they they were they were together she dumped him he asked for his release he was granted his release one of the first of many to exodie from there including eddie kingston uh, Mr. so just Kennedy just because Park. just in case anybody is as confused about all this shit as i as i was jeff the guy you're talking about roy royce isaacs roy jones jr that's mm -hmm. the fat guy that was with filthy tom lawler who, by the way, since nobody else knows who the fuck Filthy Tom Lawler is, was the kind of homeless-looking guy who attacked Adam Cole and is apparently wrestling him at Forbidden Door. Just, right. I want to make sure everybody's clear, you know, because there might there may be many other people listening to this similarly going, "Who the fuck are these people?" Well, I'm going to get I'm, I'm going to get us all home, and, and so May Valentine for those who are curious are how many media groups. Uh, erstwhile formerly owns Aaron Stevens' current wife. Um, mm -hmm. She also just did the cover of uh, Playboy, and she was on Forbes, and she was interviewed by Sports Illustrated, so she, she's doing great. The reason this is all interesting is because Royce Isaacs left, and he ended up in New Japan Strong, ultimately, after bouncing around a little bit. He's in Filthy Tom Lawler's faction in New Japan Strong with, um, oh my God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. He was in, he was in Primetime Players. Fred Rosser. Fred Rosser, and, and there were a couple other dudes in there as well. I don't know who they are. It doesn't matter. But Filthy Tom Lawler, is, he was in MLW for a while. He had this faction of the two least intimidating guys ever, but they were supposed to be badasses. They had that terrible match at the – it was supposed to be on the Von Erichs plantation in Hawaii in a broken-down ring and whatever the case is. Anyway, Filthy Tom Lawler is the guy that Brian Alvarez routinely tag teams with um, when they perform so – when I said Alvarez got his friend a job, that I wasn't kidding. Mm -hmm. um, so that's felt. So Filthy Tom Lawler is one of the mainstays of New Japan Strong, such as it is. Royce Isaacs is in his faction. Last I saw, there were th there were three other guys, also including Fred Rosser. But that last I saw was probably over six months ago, and it was probably on six months delay at that point. In any event, that's who came out and be, be uh, and beat him up. But Royce Isaacs. Looked swole. Anyway, back to you, Chris, doing a fine job of narrating how uh, MJF bravely, bravely, and quickly, quickly, like Yo Cho and Dookie, rescued Adam Cole, who I was, who, if I was realizing when he came out dressed like that, if he just like shaved everything except his mustache, he would look very much like a 1981 porn star. Only he's too small for the job. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. He, this maybe uh, not he, there. He could be. <laughs> hey, listen. There's there's a market for midget porn. Um. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um. Don't yeah. So Adam Cole was getting beaten up by a homeless man and a fat guy, and um and and so MJF said, "Oh, I'm gonna come help you, partner. I'm I'm on my way." And very slowly walked down to the ring and checked his watch and made sure his watch was off before he got in the ring. That's smart. You don't want to wreck the watch. I mean, how expensive is that watch, right? You can't. Wow. Just... Nice watch. 
You can't just toss it. Uh, you, you can't just go throwing punches with that on, right? Like I, mean, I can, probably I safe, can sympathize. I can sympathize. You yeah, don't go probably safe punches. to three thousand meters, but that doesn't mean it's good for a fight. Right, right. Neither um, is a submarine. No. Oh. <laughs> Too soon. No, it's fine. Jokes are jokes. Um, <laughs> jokes is jokes, man. I remember I made a joke like a day after uh, Paul Walker died about. About yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I watched him die like four or five times already in the exact same way that he actually died on the Fast and Furious movies. And oh, people that's got really angry. Okay. People got really angry at me, and I was like, oh. "Now I get yeah. it." Well, I didn't. I my coworker yesterday only she said, "Hey, they found the sub." So I it made me think that the people were alive. So I texted one of my friends and said, "Hey, did you hear about the song that they were playing on the sub? It was under pressure." And they were all like, oh, my God, too soon. And I'm like, what? And then I get home, and then I finally watch the news, or I read a little blurb about it. It was like, yeah, it imploded. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, apparently, that was a little too on the nose, and I didn't even know about it. So You didn't realize when they found that it, it, like it was like a scrunch Coke can. Yeah, I didn't. I realized it was literally under pressure. So um, they were like, oh, my God, that's too soon. I'm like, why? Like, You, you know, know what that joke we call it? A dookie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, MJF uh, eventually gets to the ring, and when he does, to their credit, the homeless man and the fat guy powder out of the ring like Hulk Hogan in the '80s was coming was coming to beat them up. They just they took off. They uh, they released their submission moves, which Adam Cole immediately forgot he was in submission moves and got right up. (laughs) Yes, bounced right up. (laughs) Well. Midgets are never really great actors, are they? Um, well, it's AEW and New Japan, the the two least selling, you know, uh, federations in the entire world. Yeah, and I want to say that Chris said midgets. He didn't say dwarves. Peter Dinklage is a dwarf, and he's a great actor. Right. Yeah, it's fantastic. Sure. Fantastic. All right. Um, I, my God. Okay. Um, the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn uh, get a quick squash match here against some unnamed enhancement talents. What are you, what are you talking about? That was almost Lance Anuai, and I'm pretty sure D'Lo Brown. Sure. It was those guys. Um, I'll just shake my head a little bit, a la D'Lo Brown. I used to do that when I was a kid. I was really obnoxious as a child. Um, yes, as a child, John, I've outgrown it. I'm no longer obnoxious. Unless you like mm-hmm. Japanese wrestling, and then I'm probably yeah. pretty obnoxious. All right, my head never um, had that swivel; just never did. No, yeah, I could totally do it. I'm not doing it right now though because I have a headset on. Um, anyway, um, the acclaimed are now standing in the ring, and someone who I've been told is named Harley Cameron came out with two guys in masks and black hoodies. The schism. I, yeah. Uh, Four the, roots, one tree. The Chicago crowd literally chanted, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Because, well, we don't know who the fuck this is. Nobody knows who the fuck that was at all. I I, I legitimately, somebody asked on, on the HMG Facebook page, and I said, TK's fucking this girl, right? There's no other reason why she would be on television. Like TK doesn't fuck girls. That's, well. Just cocaine. Right. Right. He just fucks cocaine. I mean, uh, maybe if the cocaine is in her vagina, like he might like, you know, accidentally put his face in there. Oh. 
well, good for him. Anyway, I I would do I would do a line off of her ass. Um, I I wouldn't really. I'm joking. Okay, I'm you know joking. what? You know what else? I do it off of there. A dookie. <laughs> uh, uh. All right. So anyway, she comes out. She's uh, absolutely vacuous in terms of what she has to say. She just she talks about the acclaimed and that she likes them and they're good and we and yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make a hit with you guys and so she starts singing. Uh Billy Gunn says, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if you understand what this whole acclaimed thing is, but I mean, we have like the best rapper in the world, which I can assure you they do not. Um <laughs> We have taped hey. that he's not. He lost the rap battle to Johnny the Jobber. Yes. Hey, and also for white people, it's the best rapper that we would know. Oh, well, that, well, that part's probably true. You speak for yourself, Texas. Especially um, Yeah. Like my no, actually, don't speak for yourself, Texas. Scarface is from Texas. Come on. Come on. Who? Who? Uh, Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Oh my goodness! Scarface is one of the greatest rappers of all time. Anyway, um, does he ever say hello to my little friend? No. So she switches from singing to rap, which I mean, I I don't know if somebody really needs to like. I don't understand why wrestling bookers need to hear this from me in 2023. But bad rapping does not get good heat. It gets X Pac heat. It gets, get the fuck off of my TV. I am embarrassed to be sitting here watching this kind of heat. Um, just don't do it. It it does not go well. Um, this led to her basically saying in one of her raps, raps um, that, uh, that Anthony Bowens was really into her. Bowens kind of had this look on his face like, uh, lady? Um, you didn't know? Yeah, I asked better call somebody. Anyway, this led to, I mean, the only good part of this entire show where he said, listen, lady, I don't know if you've noticed my gear here, but I'm gay. Got a huge ovation from the crowd. The crowd actually chanted, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. And you know what? Honestly, I thought that was great. That that was a really mm -hmm. nice little moment. Uh, he actually tweeted about it before the show was even over. He tweeted about it saying, you know, if you would have told me a year ago that I, that a crowd, that a wrestling crowd would have chanted, he's gay at me in a positive way, I would have told you there was no chance. So it's nice to see. And I agree with that. It's nice. Yeah. Footnotes that, though, it's not because he was worried that they were homophobic or anything. It's just he was worried that because they're AW fans, that they would be jealous that he's getting any action whatsoever. Right. Well, yeah. Anyway, this turned from stupid to stupider because QT Marshall came down and had some nonsense to say. So, of course, the boys left Billy in the ring and they went to go have a have a row with uh, with QT and whoever the fuck was with him. I don't remember that guy's name. Is that Aaron Stevens? Uh, Aaron Solo, who forgot his binaca. That's probably why you didn't recognize him. Right. Aaron Solo. Great. Anyway, of, of, of the dojo, Amazon dojo wrestling show fame. That's where he came from. Fame. Did you just yeah. say fame? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have I, of course, I'm being very sarcastic. No, no, you're muted for at least a couple of <laughs> seconds now. Fame. Fuck. Okay. Well, I'm mute you. Um, 
<laughs> that's kind of fun having that power. I get why you do that now, John. Yeah, um, but it's only to Jimmy. Come on, man. No, you've muted me before, too. I, I've no, this is definitely me getting you back. Um, anyway, Bowen's basically, yes, they, they, they have this thing where they go after QT and then and then Johnny TV was <clears> one of the guys um, under the mask. And he uh, he super kicks Billy and then the, the heels stand tall over the acclaimed, including Johnny TV. I QT Marshall. So John Morrison Hedigan, Johnny Bravo, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Lucha, Johnny Impact. This is what he's been reduced to as being QT's new and and you know within three or four weeks because they have nothing to do with either of these guys that he's going to be tagging with Hobbs. Oh, but he gets to travel with his wife. Don't forget this. He gets to travel with his wife now. That could be good. <laughs> not be good. Have you ever been married, John? This yeah. is not necessarily a selling yeah. point. No, I was married for sixteen years until she decided to walk away because she's a narcissistic bitch. But you know. Well, okay. there's that. Well, 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 what a dookie she is. Yeah. This this was just a, a train wreck. I don't know how else to say it. This whole thing was, was fucking ridiculous. There was 15 seconds in here that was good, which was literally Bowen saying, lady, I don't know if you've seen my gear, but I'm gay. And then the crowd chanting, I'm gay. Everything else was bad. And I mean, real bad. Now, um, there might be someone in this in this little event that that Tony Khan is fucking, and that may well be QT Marshall, because that's about all that explains that he was able to book this entire segment. Um, and by the way, we forgot to mention that uh, Johnny TV is who Jimmy T picked uh, in a contest between who he would sleep with, Taya Valkyrie, or John, then John Hennigan, and he, he picked, without any hesitation, John Hennigan. Great. Uh, you mean Johnny TV. Anyway, like, Swerve, sorry, sorry. Swerve, Strick, fucking hell. Swerve Strickland whispers some stuff about something. He's he's gonna cut the line to MJF by taking by taking on Tanahashi I, on collision. So, is this a good idea for Tanahashi, who I understand his legs are pretty beat up, like? To put him in a match with Swerve the day before, like a big pay per view, is this risky? Or am am I hearing? Is it over? Is it overblown? What I'm hearing about his knees? Can he still work a match? He can still work. He's just he's not the Tanahashi of old. Like he's got some mileage on him because I mean, for a while in the early to mid '90s, he was carrying New Japan. Like he was the ace. He was the one that he handed it off to to. Uh, Okada and they have put on some matches. I mean, the one the G one in Dallas match was phenomenal. He, I mean, he he is. We like to call some of the older wrestlers like uh, Kojima and some of these guys the New Japan dads, where they're like dads now that are kind of doing things to help out the kids. Not and creepy so, at all, John. Not creepy at all. Yeah, but I mean, still, it's that idea that he's an older statesman wrestler who's going to kind of lead the way for these kids. And so they yeah, tend like to like Batman not wrestle as aggressively as they used to. So that man keeps getting a new Robin, then a new Robin, then a new Robin. Then right. there's a Batgirl for a very short period of time, then another Robin. 
Right. But I, I mean, this is not necessarily a great idea, especially because he's going to be in the G1 this year. You know, and I mean, it's like he's going to be doing a month and a half worth of wrestling. Oh, well, let me assure you, that doesn't matter because whatever New Japan's entire profit for the year is, Tony Khan has matched it for them showing up for Forbidden Door. And he's paid all the freight. He's paid all their travel. He's paid, they're all here for an entire week or 10 days. They can do whatever bookings they want. And, and he's paid the whole thing. So if New Japan's profit is $2.2 million, he's paid $2.2 million. They just doubled whatever their actual their, their net profit is. But the thing about this, though, is they can even do a thing where he does do get hurt or do something so that MGF has an easier time because uh, Tanahashi is like Teflon. He can take a loss, and it's not a big deal. Um, and he's not going to win the AEW title anyway. So, sure, why not put him with Swerve and kayfabe some injury? Or he, he fought and he beat Swerve, but he took a toll on him so that when he goes to face MGF, he's not fresh. And then... I don't watch you know, New Japan, but I watch plenty of New Japan talent in their partnership years with Ring of Honor. And it's very typical that the New Japan people would lose most of the big matches while on U.S. soil, unless it was something really important where they agreed upon it. And then when the Ring of Honor talent went to Japan, they lost. I mean, right. that, that was that's the way the partnership works. Mm -hmm. And listen, it's probably the same. I, when when the, the AEW talent goes over to, to Japan... They probably do most of the losing unless it's something that's really important, and then they switch. I mean, that, that that's 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 just the way of wrestling. Well, guys, I don't know how much more he's got left in him in terms of you know the in ring work and everything, but I still, I you know, I I still definitely get hungry whenever I watch Taco Sushi wrestle. Definitely, still, you know, I'm I definitely still want to go get Mexican food after or 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 some Japanese food. Um, well, at least my hair dubious. His hair is magnificent. Yeah, that's it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> anyway, Sky Blue takes on Anna J A S, who is J A S still, uh, as she comes to the ring with Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Uh, this is an Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament uh, first round match. I don't. Uh... Look, the to... only thing that was great about this match were the asses on these women. Hmm. That's Do about you remember it. When Anna J actually got from being amateurist to being like like an average, like an okay female wrestler, she has regressed. She's mm -hmm. terrible. She missed every move. Sky Blue was better, and she is an amateur. I mean, she's only been wrestling what a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this, this was a bad match. They 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 missed practically every move. Um, I don't know what to say. That this, this was this was bad and long, which is you know not the greatest combination. And do you remember that time when Jake the Snake Robert hit the DDT on the outside of the ring? Remember that? Mm -hmm. Remember remember how that took his opponent out for like six months, and it was like a whole thing, and it was like an injury angle in that. Mm -hmm. Right. I guess whoever he was wrestling there isn't as tough as Sky Blue because she got up within ten seconds and got back in the ring. So right. Good for her. Fuck. Um, Jungle Boy Jack Perry takes on Dookie. I don't know what to say about these matches anymore that I haven't said a hundred times already. Like, this was not a good match. It was a spot fest. Nobody here knows how to work. 
You can clearly see that they're trying to figure out, oh, what's the next spot? Oh, I don't remember. They're still, Jungle Boy Jack Perry is still stepping on people's feet, literally in the ring, literally stepping on people's feet. They talked about this Dookie guy and how Dookie is, Dookie is a part of uh, uh, Santa's. Just yeah, Five Guys is literally the name of their faction, which makes me think that I want a cheeseburger and fries. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy in his corner, I assume, is part of Just Five Guys, but they don't really identify him, and he doesn't look like anything. And I guess they're Sonata's crew, so that's the tie-in that Sonata's yeah. the, the leader. Um, but Well, he's not, because it was just four guys with Kinamaru, Dookie, and I forget the other two at the time. And then Sonata eventually joined him to make just five guys. Okay. Um, I, I want to point out, and then Chris, you're going to go back correctly point how bad the match is. But the AEW director and production are even worse because the big spot, first of all, Jungle Boy sets up the table, which of course means the bad guy is going to use the table, which is idiotic mm-hmm. to begin with. But the bad was guy. Was he a bad guy? Was I'm sorry, Jeff, I have to interrupt. Was he the fucking heel? Because. I didn't get that from anything that happened in this match that Dookie was a bad guy. He didn't cheat. The guy on the outside didn't grab a leg. There was nothing like that to suggest that he was a heel or at the end that Santana is the heel or Santa or whatever his fucking name is from Japan there. That guy. Yeah, that guy. One of them sold a thing. I mean, they were both like whatever the spot was, they both jumped right back up to another spot. Oh, I just took a I just took a DDT from the top rope. I but I'm back up. I'm gonna deliver this super kick, and then we can both drop down at the same time, like fucking amateurs. So the guy does jumps off the top turnbuckle to the floor through the table. He completely over overshoots Jungle Boy, or Jungle Boy was out of position. But Jungle Boy still goes to try to catch him because to try to keep him semi-safe. But that was literally the only contact. Now, listen, stuff happens, whatever. The thing I'm going to criticize is that the, I mean, that shouldn't happen. But the thing I'm going to criticize here especially is that AW showed the replay of that three different times from three different angles. And none of them helped whatsoever. When you have a missed spot that's so bad like that, don't show us how bad the spot was over and over again. Yep. Um, Yeah. Anyway, Jungle Boy, towards the end of this match, started getting some heat from the crowd. And I mean, like, they were clearly booing him to the point where Jungle Boy actually was looking around at the crowd like, fuck, are you booing me? Um, Don't you see my hair? And yes, Jack, they're booing you because you're fucking terrible. My daddy was Luke Perry. Why are you booing me? And there was a and there was a sort of like a sub story that commentary sort of alluded to that. Where's Hook? Why isn't he here? That's his best friend. Nobody's seen Hook. Is is the inference that they're not best friends, that there's trouble in paradise? Or is the inference that the other remaining members of Just Five Guys and Fries and Milkshakes uh, beat up Hook or something? Because, I mean, it's hard to believe this. It's impossible to beat up Hook because he will suplex anyone and right. then slap them just 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 for the, the, the trouble. But um, Just like Daddy. Just like Daddy. Exactly right. Um, so yeah, um, Jungle Boy looked annoyed at the crowd. Um, what a baby. Yep. Uh, and you know what? Honestly, like heel Jack Perry is about the only thing they can possibly do with him because he is a vacuum of charisma. No, he mm. is a black hole of charisma, um, as a face. He's Which just is what Sonata is in general. Ah, 
great. I mean, this is a really good pairing then. Mm -hmm. Really, really smart booking. We'll Although, take the most boring guy from your company and pair him with the most boring guy from our company and we'll have them have a, a quote-unquote feud and I'm call and I'm putting the quotations around it because this isn't a feud. They've shown up once together and looked at each other. That's not how you build a fucking feud. None of this shit with Forbidden Door ever leads anywhere. It's just, hey, we're going to set up some really cool exhibition matches. Hope you like these exhibition matches. Most of them disappoint. Every once in a while, there's a really, really excellent athletic performance. But none of this tells an interesting story. I, I really do have my hopes up for Danielson and Okada. Because they are legitimately two of the very best in the world for the last 10 years. So these guys in a ring together, they should tear it down. They should really do something great. But they should have been given three months to have a proper fucking feud between them. And if you couldn't do it, don't fucking do it. Case in point, last year, Chris Jericho, for apparently no reason, threw a flame ball at Amunu, uh, Amunu, I don't know how to pronounce his name, into his face, burning him for no reason. And you, and there was never any retribution. There was never any follow-up. So this this year, uh, there there's you know there's a mystery partner facing Chris Jericho against Sting and Darby. And well, we know it's not Amunu because apparently now he's a bad guy and he's teaming with the BCC and Takeshita. So it's three members of the BCC, Takeshita. And Amnu for reasons I keep saying his name differently, um, but there could have been a story there from last year's Forbidden Door that would have made sense, and and it would have made sense that why this guy wants to get revenge on Jericho and why Jericho is now concerned about the the, the, the surprise opponent. Um, but as you pointed out, Chris, this this has no payoff. They didn't even know there was going to be a Forbidden Door for sure, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is this is just a payoff for this is just a payout for New Japan. But this will obviously Sonata is not losing his match. But John, I have a question for you. The yeah. Sonata to me looked like he was walking very gingerly as well. Is he is he okay? Like, is are his legs not? Because he was looking a little Matt Hardy, uh, Mick Foley-ish there walking down. Well, you you have to remember Sonata has been wrestling back since back in the Impact days when Vince Russo was there. He was there with Okada way back in the day when they were first kind of doing impact. So he's been wrestling a very long time. Uh, his knees aren't necessarily the super greatest, but you know, he, that's also kind of his shtick. He, he's very chill. He's a black hole. He doesn't give a lot of emotion or anything along those lines, except for when referring to who's challenged him. Um, he said, I have no knowledge of Jack Perry. It is sad to see someone like that challenge for the IWGP. It's an open challenge. And I, Really that easy to decide. It's the IWGP. I think it's worth more than the AEW championship. So he basically just said Jack Perry shit, and I can't believe he's wrestling me. It's sad that he is. There's nothing wrong about that. Jack Perry said, I never saw one of his matches too. Well, Jack Perry, I know you're lying because I know that you were watching The Elite for all those years in Ring of Honor, and I know that there were 42,000 matches between every combination of LIJ and every combination of The Elite. Yeah. You know, but I mean, he, he, sh he, as far as, cause he hasn't wrestled in a while, so he should be pretty healthy. He's just known to be more like chill going to the ring. He's not a fired up baby face kind of guy.
I didn't think he was. I, I just thought he was walking gingerly. But okay, listen, he's he's got a cool look, but he's a lot he's a lot more slender than I remember. Listen, I haven't yeah. seen him, you know, in, in you know for any amount of time for I don't know. I guess when you know certainly before AEW when you know they were all Bullet Club and Ring of Honor. I mean that's the last time I probably saw Sonata. He was tagging with Evil, but he mm. was. I mean, he was a he was a bigger guy. He was, you know, he wasn't quite Ricky Steamboat size, but he was closer to Ricky Steamboat than Jungle Boy, and he looked more like Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, than, he uh, has slimmed down. He yeah. has slimmed down, and I don't know if it had something to do with the pandemic and not wrestling and stuff. Because you know, it's, it seems like since then, and they've been opening up. He has he looks a lot different than when he like first appeared in Wrestle Kingdom, I think ten or something like that, and he comes out to interfere with a Sonata match and looked massive. So Sonata, you can call Royce Isaacs. He's got some right. shit in his bag. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but whatever happened during the pandemic, it seems like he slimmed up a lot. Huh. And well, he's a, look, he's a transitional champion. He's not intended to hold the, the reason why, and I guarantee you, the reason why he has the belt right now is so that Okada could wrestle Daniel Bryant without the belt on the line, and they could have that match. That is the only reason why he has the belt right now. Oh, so you think Okada's going to lose? Because I think I think Brian's going to going to lose. No, but th- this way they don't. They, it, it's not. It's not. It's more about they don't want the belt on the line. Period. Okay. And so that way they can have that match without having. Well, is he going to win the belt? Or there's no thing like that, so they don't have to deal with that. So then they can just deal with the match of who's right. going to win, who versus who lose. And um, I mean, I agree. I think Okada's going to win. Maybe. Wait, over wait, Brian. wait, 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 wait. Isn't that belt on the line with Jungle Boy? It is, but that's why they're saying it's it's. They didn't want that to happen with Okada because Okada is such a treasured wrestler and the belt. They wanted it to be off of him so they can give it to somebody like Sonata. So it didn't matter because like, yeah, this is our IWTV champion. So, but we're not going to put him with someone like Daniel Bryan or so we want Okada to wrestle him, but we don't want the belt to be involved. We just want it to be a wrestling. Help me out. Help me out here. Cause you seem to understand what's going on in new Japan a lot more than I do, John, because I, I don't understand why a company which is getting, I mean, by all accounts, the most like the most American media coverage that they have ever had by a mile by being a part of this. Why wouldn't you want your your world championship to be in, you know, the main event spot? Why wouldn't you want it to be that thing that people are are focusing on in the biggest match against the biggest opponent on the card? I mean, who's the biggest who's the biggest name on this card? It's okay. no, it's Brian. It's Brian Danielson. Like that that guy main evented WrestleMania twice. Like he's he's an actual big deal in in like in America. I mean, not really. He's a big deal in America in wrestling circles. He's the biggest star on the card. Why wouldn't you want the title on the line in that match? Because they need it for G one, and they need to tell the story. And and he's not going to be involved in any of that for their storytelling in the long run. That's okay. the that's the problem. Like you know, it, you know, it, like this whole idea. Like right now, the talk is: Will Will Osprey get the belt off Kenny now? Or they're they're thinking that Don Callis offering his security and there's going to be interference is going to lead to them having a match at Wembley, which is where Will Osprey will win the belt and do okay. kind of a British Bulldog but kind that's of thing. The U.S. Championship, right? That's not right. The, the IWGP U.S. Championship. Okay. Yeah, okay. and so. Um, you know, so there's all kinds of things. So it's that idea of, you know, they don't, I, 
look, New Japan. So they're, is not weird. Gonna, so they're not switching it. They're not switching it because they have things booked out in advance that they're planning on doing, and having Okada with the title just wouldn't fit in with their with their long term plans. Right. I love that. I, I fucking love that. God, do I wish more more wrestling companies would do something similar. Just right. have a long term plan and fucking stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, although, again, like me, if I'm if I'm New Japan, I'm figuring out a way where we can get the world title in the biggest match possible on the biggest stage that we've ever had ever in America. Like that's yeah. me, but still, I applaud them for sticking with what they have. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and we'll get to letter grades. This show is going to get an F plus from me. Um, F for most of the show. It was just awful. And the plus basically goes to a 15 second moment where Bowen said, I don't know if you've seen my gear lady, but I'm gay. That was great. Everything else on this night was super gay. Uh, Jeff, tell us your letter grade. It's just going to be a simple sis F. Ah, Okay. Good, good. Um, John, John, you're the, you're the Japanese guy here. You're, you're big in Japan and you know lots of stuff about Japan. Can you, can you tell me why this was anything other than an F plus? Was that a huge Um, It's less, it's less than an F plus. It was an F because, um, for some reason, when guys from Japan come over here, they lose their shit and they stop remembering that they can wrestle and then they just become spot fest monkeys. And I don't know. And look, and then part of it probably has to do with the fact that there's nobody in AEW who corrals the wrestlers and tells them, look, look, guys, they just did this in this match. You can't do it in this match. We don't need 15 spot fest. Go wrestle a fucking match. And you know, if you've got guys like that, where whereas in Japan you have very structured, you tell very specific stories, and then like you said, the matchups for these matches made no sense whatsoever, and they were completely awful. So, it, I, I can't even give it an F plus, Chris. I have to give it an F um, because it was just fucked from the beginning, and there was no pulling up. You know, it, it, it's. Yeah, and the sad part is, last Saturday we saw a collision and what it could be, and then we saw these 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 last two weeks, or I mean, not last week. It feels like two weeks because yeah. Wednesday night and tonight were just so bad, yeah. and then you know, and then like this is this is my only concern is we have collision tomorrow and then the pay per view Sunday, which feels really stupid. It feels completely idiotic. You know, this should have been your go-home show for Sunday. But now we're going to run a live show right before our pay-per-view. So, great. We're going to do a show where maybe somebody like Tanahashi, who's 50 years old and still wrestling, blows his fucking knee out. Now what are you going to do for your main event, you know, or for your match with MJF? Jungle Boyle face hook. Uh, Anyway. Uh, yeah, and the other thing about Collision is that it's episode two of Collision, so it's still building its fledgling stories. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I guess it would get a pass if it if it if it didn't really if it dropped that for a week to push Forbidden Door two. But I don't think that's the way it's going. It just seems like it really is 
two locker rooms just on the just on the top tier of those locker rooms i think most of the people there don't care i think most of them are like whatever they feel like they're like we're working it's fine it's cool getting paid but you know so i don't think that the, but the the team punk that's booking collision i think they'll do more or less the, the bare minimum for forbidden door um well they already have matches announced at collision that are going to affect forbidden door for collision yeah i would say i would agree with you with that but the fact that we're getting swerve versus tanahashi at collision the fact that you know i think punk and ftr and ricky starts have said something you know about maybe doing something at collision or or pre-show or whatever there's already stuff that's been talked about for tomorrow you know for tomorrow night before collision and it's just like I agree with you. They shouldn't go home show. I think it's. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be somewhere between nominal to fair promotion, but I don't think it's going to be Excalibur hype promotion. Mm. Nothing is Excalibur hype promotion. Fuck, does that guy ever piss me well, off? Well, Don West these shows. He just goes <laughs> on and on and on for five minutes. And here's the problem: you have collision with Kevin fucking Kelly. Who is way better? Yep. And you're sitting here with them. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And Nigel, Nigel's better too. I mean, yeah. literally everyone's better. I mean, every 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 single person I know would be better than Excalibur. I, I mean, literally every person. You could put my daughter Freya on, and she would be way more entertaining, and she would probably make more sense than Excalibur. Listen, except until Kevin Kelly and Nigel, the only two people from AEW commentary that I would keep. Period would be. Taz and Matt Maynard, who's not even supposed to be on commentary. Yeah. 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 I see that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, let's stop talking about commentary. Wrap this up. John, where can the people find you if they want to learn more about you or, or see the things that you're up to? Well, this is weird because normally I ask those questions. So um, when we're all together, so I'm going to just do it a different way at the end. Um, so you can find me on the internet says J Reezy men on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all that fun stuff. You can find me on Facebook. If you want to have access to talk about how we can help you on your mental health journey, you're always welcome to email me, John at freedomhousepc.org. But you can also find me and these two chuckle fucks uh, Saturday mornings on the smack attack, which we'll be doing this again in about less than 12 hours, boys. We're going to be seeing each other again. Yay. And we're probably, we're going to make it. We're only going to do a fucking 20 minute show because somebody complained on a show earlier this week, thinking I wasn't going to listen that our show was too long. So 20 fucking minutes is all we're doing. That's it. And we're shutting it down. So, uh, but you can find me on the homie media network uh, channel attitude with the smack attack but you can also find me on homie media attitude. yeah well look, that's why i'm on the attitude you know with channel attitude um and then you can also find me on the homie media group with the academy with triple d uh he has been busy trying to get reoriented working full-time after his time in Pente, and then he's able to do that but strange new worlds episodes one and two have dropped and we're gonna be talking about that we're talking about the fact that they just canceled Prodigy and it's not only canceled, but being pulled from Paramount Plus's um, streaming service altogether. So it was some of the things that they're doing with that. So uh, very interesting time with the new Grease series, which is right. really sad. You know, they I mean, come on, that that show is going to be a hit. Right. Woo. You know, but yeah, they, so you, we're going to be talking about things like that. Um, I have some guests lined up that we might try to have on. 
So it'll be a good time. You want to listen to and talk Star Trek and wrestling, you can find me at those places. And thank you, gentlemen. Well, live long and prosper, John. Um, also, uh, Jeff, I don't know if I don't know if you've seen my gear, but I'm straight. Uh, where can the people find you, Jeff? Thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can find me on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. You can find me right here on many, many, way too many shows on the PWC. And uh, getting to the border of too many shows on Channel Latitude, Hummy Media Group, with Uncaged, Smack Attack, and now Wreckage. Now, I'm happy to be on all three of those. Um, we did a live Hammerlock Hangover last night on, on the PWC and then streamed it to all the usual places, and that'll be up as well um me and big dad cool steve pena so we did i think two three weeks in a row i think we did shows my god it's a, it's a modern miracle uh i have uh, of course garden of doom and garden views my non-wrestling shows there will be two garden of dooms dropped in the next uh, calendar week one with rex bundy who is uh well he's a student of everything um and a very interesting guy uh and then it's going to be part two really it's it's a swap cast from the living process with architect and i call him a polymath david uh gets getson who is freaking brilliant L let me just tell you that i think i'm a fairly bright guy but i mean this guy is like yeah. beyond beyond um so part one was the debunking the stone and he wanted to continue the conversation i didn't really know about what i was just happy to be included i felt a little bit between like being like sancho panza and like maybe a semi-useful squire you know maybe some sort of a <laughs> novice in there uh, but whenever i say something he goes that was a really fascinating point thank you i think he meant it i don't know i might be in love um happy pride month everyone um there's definitely a bromance here you um, bowens <laughs> Yeah. Just, no, I, 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 I targeted my acquisition. It's um, a big night. It's a big night for the community. Right. Yes, it is. So we're we're building new religion and and we're designing a new church and we have a Harvard trained architect at, at that. So look for those things. And I think I've said enough. Sweet. Well, um, remember to uh, sign up at channelattitude.com. Remember to subscribe at uh, HMG on all of the uh, audio feeds that you can. Um, you can find me on a whole bunch of other things. Right. $5 at, uh, right, like the face laps, um, which are back to $5. Thanks, Biden. Um, I don't know if that's an appropriate time to throw in a thanks, Biden. It's usually for something bad, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, yeah, we hope to see you guys. Uh, we hope to see everybody thanks, again. Trudeau. Thanks. To, <laughs> no, yeah, no, anything bad. We can say thanks, Trudeau, because oh, that man. guy is fucking useless. Thanks, uh, Governor Abbott. Right. But you can't say that once you start working for the government, Chris. Well, once I start working for them, I'll go under a pseudonym. I'll stop telling people how to spell my name and everyone will just spell it wrong and they won't be able to find me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching. Uh, goodbye. Good night. We love you. Olay. Welcome, to great. Jimmy, you were great and stay evil, my friends. I'm straight. Welcome, Scissors. <laughs>